Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show. It's Monday. It's a new week. Let's just get right into the news. First of all, this really happened yesterday, but whatever. Zachary Levi, the guy who stars in the movie Shazam, it's one of those big Marvel Marvel superhero movies, came out with an absolute stupid blunder criticizing Pfizer. Uh, now, that's not the blunder. You know, I'm not going to begrudge anybody who wants to, uh, you know, like or dislike the big pharmaceutical companies. It's just so stupid. You have a sequel coming out. And I don't even know that the previous movie did that well. And then you just make a total unforced error like this. Like nobody was asking Zachary Levi's opinion on Pfizer. He just couldn't help himself. And he tweeted about, um, let me pull this up. Let's see. So someone had tweeted, do you agree or not that Pfizer is a real danger to the world? Zachary Levi tweets, hardcore agree. And... I'm sure that everyone on his team, his publicist, his agent, but especially the executives at Warner Brothers Discovery who are putting out Shazam, my old bosses, by the way. I used to work for Warner Brothers back when they owned TMZ. Um, They got to be pissed at this guy. They got to just be sitting there like, Zachary, you fucking idiot. Why would you wade into this controversy? That's like the number one most polarizing issue on the Internet Right now, I would say it's either um, vaccines, anti or pro, and probably like the trans issue. Those are the two issues you do not want to wade into if you are a mainstream celebrity. There's just not enough in it for you. What are you going to get back out of this? You know, you're not a pundit. You don't have a show. You're a movie star. There's no benefit to talking about Pfizer for Zachary Levi. So. He goes in there, he tweets hardcore agree that it's a Pfizer is a danger to the world. Of course, there's a major backlash. Um, and then he tries to like do some damage control where he says, oh, no, 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 no. He, he, he tweets a link about the Justice Department uh, lo- announcing the largest health care fraud settlement in its history. Pfizer has to pay $2.3 billion for fraudulent marketing. Um, so he's trying to do damage control, which by the way, that isn't good that Pfizer has to pay the largest healthcare fraud settlement in history. That is bad, but we all know what he was talking about on Twitter. Everyone is bringing up old clips of Zachary on like Joe Rogan right here. Let's, let's listen to him. This guy says, uh, y'all have Y'all just haven't been paying attention to Zachary Levi. He's a hardcore Trump Christian who supports Jordan Peterson, calling him a deep thinker, a transphobe who appeared on the 700 Club. Holy shit. He really is hardcore. If you're on the 700 Club anytime in this century, those are your beliefs. Uh, A Trump Republican Christian network that hates minorities and gays for existing. By the way, you know, it's okay for a guy to be a conservative in media. Everyone thinks like we like you just stamp out people who are more conservative from 
movies in Hollywood and, and everything. It's like, it's, it's so dumb. It's not going to happen, you know, learn to live with it and learn to like kind of find some common ground, find some acceptance for people. But let's listen. I think one of the deepest thinkers that I've ever heard break down like human behavior uh, and I don't know, just an understanding of all that stuff. And, and I think good, good wisdom along with it is Jordan Peterson. I think if he would be a person that I would trust, I think that guy has a lot of integrity. And then, so I would, I would, that would be somebody too. But I also know Jordan has his own things that people have issues with. Like I get it. Nobody's perfect. We're not going to yeah, find. He's kicked off Twitter right now. Cause he said something <sighs> about Ellen page, yeah. uh, Elliot page yeah. called her Ellen page. Like I think, I think that was the number one thing, yeah. the, the dead naming. Yeah. And it's sad, man. Cause it's again, just like there's a lot of fear and, and pain on, and all that, all the sides of all that too. My know? friend, Brian Simpson had a very good thing to say about that. He was like, I, I come to you for like heavy duty intellectual shit. He goes, not for this. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, this is not totally. Yeah. This is to like, yeah. Why are yeah, Jordan? Don't. About. Yeah. 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 Don't you don't need to get into all that. I mean, look, it's his life. It's his Twitter or was his Twitter anyway. But that thing is like that transgender thing riles people up, man. That That is one of the ones that riles people up. Like everybody's in favor of everybody doing whatever they want to do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody until it gets to gender. And then people start getting weird. They, they start thinking it's a mistake. They start thinking, why are you doing that? They start thinking all kinds of things. So, you know, when you watch that clip, it's really not that crazy. Like, I was expecting Levi to go on a rant. And he's just sitting there like, I, I like Jordan Peterson. And uh, it's a shame that he's off Twitter, basically. And they're, him and Joe were talking about how uh, the, the trans issue is a very sensitive topic. You know, it's not that crazy. Obviously, this guy, if those are his beliefs, yeah, he's probably going to be against Pfizer. But big deal. Nobody is getting or not getting their vaccine because of Zachary Levi. Most people already have it. I already. And by the way, do we need to be worried about this Pfizer vaccine? I'm trying to figure out what's true because I keep reading about blood clots and heart attacks and sudden deaths. And it's like I have the Pfizer vaccine. That's the one I got. I should have gotten Moderna. You don't hear shit about Moderna. You don't even hear anything bad about Johnson and Johnson. That was the cheap one that no one wanted to get the, the one shot. Uh, I ended up getting Pfizer and it's like every day it's like, Oh, this person had Pfizer and now they're dead. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to get swept up in uh, hysteria. I want to see the facts. It's just hard to find uh, some reliable reporting on this. If anyone knows of anything, please comment it down below. I really truly I'm not coming at this with any kind of an agenda. I, I want to uh, educate myself. But again, just like the stupidest guy could not help himself. Zachary Levi had to tweet. He had to get into this hardcore agree. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have the right to his opinion, but it's just a practical thing. Don't be that stupid. And if this movie bombs because of this, um, they're going to be looking at Zachary in Hollywood. And actually in most businesses, we're always looking for someone to take the blame because it's so stressful and you're really just betting that people are going to show up to see this thing. And so when they don't, 
immediately people start looking for reasons why it failed. And a very easy reason to say why it failed is going to be Zachary Levy, Levi and his Twitter account. Just so stupid. You know, the funny thing is, though, is Warner Brothers the one that, that still has, um, what's his fucking name? The Flash. Wow, so you know what? Maybe Warner Brothers just doesn't care. Levi might be in luck because if they're keeping Ezra Miller around who has a allegedly like a cult going on in Vermont and he's always hanging out with underage people and getting arrested and, and, and just being generally obnoxious, maybe Levi uh, is on to something. He, he might be with the right studio to behave this way. Anyways, dumb move from Zachary Levi. Uh, again... I would love to know if I need to start planning my funeral because of the Pfizer vaccine. I took it. I took the booster. I didn't take all the boosters. I stopped after like the second one, whichever the one that they required for you to have just to get back into the world. That's where I stopped. I haven't gotten ultra boosted or anything like that. And I'm not going to, it's enough, but let me know. Okay. Now let's talk about another group of fans who, in my opinion, are very problematic. These are the fans of Amy Winehouse who are furious about this girl, Marissa Abella, playing Amy Winehouse. Their big complaint is that they don't think she looks like Amy Winehouse. They wanted Lady Gaga to play Amy Winehouse. I mean, first of all, Marissa Abella, she's an actress. She's an accomplished actress. She's on this show. The only thing I've seen her in is a show called uh, Industry on HBO Max uh, about the world of the, the stock market. It takes place in London. So, you know, she's good. Uh, she doesn't really look that much like Amy Winehouse. She looks a bit more like Julia Louis-Dreyfus here. But... It's a movie. It's acting. Like, the fans are so upset. First of all, last week there was a controversy that they filmed a scene of Amy looking distressed and on drugs. Like, sorry, that was a major part of her life. She was distressed. She was on drugs. She was an alcoholic. That's what killed her. We got to pretend that that didn't happen. We got to whitewash that part away. Like, we don't make movies by committee. Unless this was a crowdfunded movie where you paid for the budget and as a result, you get to dictate how the script goes, just shut the fuck up. Just watch the movie or don't watch the movie. And everyone's calling for Lady Gaga to play the part. I remember back when it was announced, they said, oh, Lady Gaga's the favorite to play Amy Winehouse because she does bear a bit of a resemblance. I remember when Lady Gaga first came out, she said that she dyed her hair blonde because people would confuse her for Amy Winehouse. Is it possible, and not in a rude way, but maybe Lady Gaga feels that playing Amy Winehouse would be a step down? Because if we're being honest, Lady Gaga has had a bigger career than Amy Winehouse, partly because she's still alive and had several more years to put out music. But Amy Winehouse, and by the way, I'm as big an Amy Winehouse fan as anyone else. I like Amy Winehouse's music a lot. She put out one big album. That was it. And then everyone, Adele, everyone surpassed her. 
you know, it's a tragic story. Who knows if she had gotten her life back together, she may have, uh, you know, had a, had a second act, but Lady Gaga is probably sitting there like, uh, you know, offense to Amy Winehouse, but I'm, I'm bigger than Amy Winehouse. I don't need to play Amy Winehouse. By the way, Lady Gaga gets no respect from the acting community anyway. So she's probably trying to be very careful with the roles that she picks. Uh, maybe she thought the script sucked. Any number of reasons why she would have turned it down. Like, you know, I thought Lady Gaga did a fine job in A Star is Born, and she was even okay in the House of Gucci movie. Like, once you get over the accent... She was, she's, she's decent, but the acting community hates her. They don't like to give her awards. They don't like the nominator. So whatever. She's not playing Amy. The point is the fans are, um, and by the way, the family of Amy Winehouse is okay with this movie. You know, she's been dead for 12 years. It's, it's good to get people talking about her again. They're making a movie about her. They got a, an, an actress. Uh, she's a legitimate actress. You know, it's not a, a, a video on demand film, I don't think. Amy Winehouse fans who got PO'd seeing Marisa Abella in costume for the biopic probably aren't going to be happy with this latest updates because it's still looking a little off. I mean, listen, here's the big issue. Amy Winehouse's nose looked different than marissa abella's nose but if they put a big fake nose on marissa abella then people are going to be like people are going to be like um you put a big fake nose on marissa abella what are you trying to say about amy you know it's like the, the filmmakers can't win someone here says doesn't matter who plays her but they better make sure she wears those little dirty white shoes I'm I, I forget what that is. What could you uh, remind me of the reference on that? It's been a while. The backlash over Marissa's casting is likely to continue as the movie moves along in production. Frankly, M.A. looks nothing like Amy. You know, it's hard to find people that look like the per look exactly like the person they're playing. I mean, like every once in a while you have like Denzel Washington as Malcolm X. But the problem is you find somebody that looks just like the actor a lot of times they're not going to have much of a career before or after that like the guy who played tupac in the all eyes on me movie looks a lot like tupac what's he doing now and what was he doing before ballet flats she wore them exclusively and they were getting beat up i mean i hope that they're going to have that kind of attention to detail if they don't if the movie comes out and that's my point also it's like wait till the movie comes out if it comes out and it sucks okay now you can complain but you're just seeing still shots. You're seeing paparazzi photos of them on set. Let them put the puzzle pieces together before getting too outraged. The film is focusing on Amy's rise to fame in the early aughts when she was still living in London. By then, she'd already been using substances, alcohol, and otherwise. Yeah, I mean, look, she's got the, the makeup is... She's got the eye thing. I don't even know what you call that. The eye thing. She doesn't look exactly like her, but, you know, who does? Lady Gaga, as I just said, probably didn't want to play Amy Winehouse. It's a bit weird. Everyone's so riled up over the fact Marissa's not a dead ringer for Amy. Truth be told, Hollywood's been in the habit of casting actors who don't necessarily look like the iconic musicians they play, especially of late. Austin Butler excluded, of course. 
I mean, he didn't even look that much like Elvis. If we're being totally honest, he didn't look that much like Elvis. Just because he won't drop the voice doesn't mean that he is Elvis. Which, by the way, I have a video. Apparently, he did drop the voice for something. I'm going to get to that when I cover uh, the Lisa Marie Presley stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, just chill. I hate it really grinds my gears when I hear fans already complaining about everything before the movies even come out. All right, let's make a transition to the Lisa Marie story. It's very sad because they're saying that Lisa Marie was uh, on an extreme weight loss regimen in the months leading up to her death because she wanted to look her best to celebrate the Elvis movie during the various awards ceremonies. Family sources tell TMZ, it's very sad to think that this movie probably contributed to her death because it's like, look, they're just trying to make a movie about Elvis. Finally, it's been a long time coming. And, you know, she wants to look good. She knew it was going to be an awards contender. And then she took these extreme measures and she probably just wasn't healthy enough to be able to withstand them. So, it's horrible. I mean, if you're Austin Butler or Boz Lerman reading this report this morning, you got to feel terrible. Not that it's their fault, but if they have feelings, of course, you never know. With Hollywood people, they, they might be uh, so narcissistic that it just bounces right off them. But our sources say two months before the Golden Globes, Lisa Marie got plastic surgery and began taking weight loss meds. We're told she lost... 40 to 50 pounds in the six weeks leading up to the Globes. What's more, our family sources say Lisa Marie was taking opioids again, an addiction she struggled with struggled with for years. Now, you know, because she was kind of out of the spotlight for a long time. Like her daughter Riley had taken over, basically taken the mantle of celebrity for the family. Um, Riley Keo, she's on a bunch of shows. You don't really know she's Elvis's granddaughter necessarily. At first, until they tell you. Uh, someone says, I was honestly surprised she made it to 54. She always seemed inebriated in some way. Yeah, I mean, they got this video here. I don't know. It's kind of fucked up to play it and critique it. But these are one of her uh, interviews at the Golden Globes, which we know was like a couple of days before she died. Everyone said she seemed out of it. She was slurring. Uh, and, of course, Elvis had the health problems in his family. They apparently is his grandparents or great grandparents were like first cousins or something. So they think there's a defect in the genetics that may have killed Elvis's mother early and Elvis himself, you know, whether or not he was, he was obviously out of shape, but he may not have been long for this world regardless. Although 42 is quite young. Uh, Lisa did two interviews during the Golden Globes that caused alarm. She was gaunt, slurring her words, and so unsteady she had to hold on to her friend as she spoke. Dr. Drew tells TMZ it was obvious just watching the video. There were clear markers Lisa was on something. On the morning she died, she complained of abdominal pain. There's Harvey to talk about it. They are quick. Lisa Marie Presley, unending tragedy. They've already got it ready to go. Love it. Um... Now, because she died, there's now a battle brewing over her life insurance policy. The story is that Lisa Marie blew through her $100 million inheritance that she got from Elvis and didn't have much left except for Graceland. But apparently, 
as we're finding out now, she took out life insurance policies worth $35 million. Lisa Marie Presley was millions of dollars in debt at the end of her life, but the moment she died, her estate was flush with cash to the tune of $35 million. Doesn't that suck to be her? It's like, you're in debt, you need that money, but the only way to get that money is for you to die. What's the, that's the worst catch-22 I can think of. One for $25 million and another for $10 million. She had taken out these two life insurance policies. There may be a third $10 million policy, but it's unclear if it's lapsed. Uh, she was trying to cash in the $25 million policy to pay some, some of the debts she owed, totaling $4 million. We're told she had notified the insurance company and filled out the paperwork to get a lump sum of just $2 million. We're told there was a screw-up in the paperwork, so the policy was never cashed in. Wow, that's lucky for the kids. Our sources say Lisa was $4 million in debt when she died. She owed $2.5 million to the IRS. Yeah, she blew through $100 million during her adult years. When the debts are cleared, there'll be around $30 million to distribute. We're told her three kids, Riley and her 14-year-old twins, Finley and Harper, were named beneficiaries and will receive equal amounts. I guess I didn't make the cut. Her mother is trying to get the estate back from Riley. Hmm. Um, the money's going to go into the, to a trust. Okay. So, like, where's the battle? I was expecting to see a big battle thing here. As we reported, Priscilla filed legal docs Friday challenging the validity of the amendment. Oh, okay. okay. This is where a family conflict is starting to erupt. As we reported, Lisa created a trust in 2010, naming her mom and her former business ma manager, Barry Siegel, as trustees. As we reported, Priscilla filed legal docs Friday challenging the validity of the amendment. Presumably, she still wants to be trustee of what now amounts to a fortune. Yeah, I mean, listen, she's sitting there saying, fuck you, kids. You know, Lisa blew through $100 million of uh, Elvis's money. I want some money. You know, Lisa Marie Presley, or uh, Priscilla Presley, I see her out and about in Hollywood from time to time getting lunch and stuff at all the hot spots but like what's her career right now she's not really doing much naked gun was 35 years ago she needs that money you kids can live with 15 million give priscilla 20 kids will take 15 riley's got a career of her own you know where are, who owns elvis's music rights is it michael jackson's estate he was buying up everything he bought the beatles Elvis music log owner. Lisa Marie Presley's estate retains a fifteen percent ownership, fifteen percent ownership in the company, and she continued to be involved until her twenty twenty three death. Okay, they should try to do one of those things that everyone's doing right now. He did. That son of a bitch, Michael Jackson, he did own some of my Elvis's catalog. God. Smart bastard. Unbelievable that she squandered $100 million. Someone says absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
she didn't get anything from her ex-husband michael it sounds like um yeah they should do one of those deals like bieber just did and all the other people are doing sell that catalog cash in elvis is never going to be hotter than he is right now like he's got a movie out possible oscar coming austin butler's way uh the movie's big lisa marie just died and uh priscilla i don't know that there's going to be this big of a hubbub for priscilla because she's already old enough so when she dies it'll be kind of more natural and you know riley keo and the twins have a long way to go and by then no one's really going to care so yeah i would sell that catalog if you can if you can thanks babe love you too Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Austin Butler. So he apparently dropped his accent for once. And he dropped it at the AARP, which is like the one place where it's not like anyone can hear you anyway, right? So you might as well keep that uh, that accent. AARP, if anyone's not aware, is like uh, when you when you become a senior citizen, you have to sign up or they kill you. Elvis star Austin Butler drops his southern twang at AARP's events. He was at the 21st Annual Movies for Grown-Ups Award. Wow. Held at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel on Saturday. I mean, like, that's an award show that needs to be held. Award shows, as we know, are mostly just excuses for parties. Everything. The Academy Awards is holding on for dear life to some kind of gravitas. But they all, the Golden Globe, the Grammys coming up this weekend are like the biggest horseshit awards that nobody cares about. It's just for partying and drugs and, and, and hiring prostitutes, you know. And any other, the People's Choice, even the SAG Awards, BAFTAs, it's all just for party's sake. Somehow they're having the AARP Grown Up Movies for Grown Ups Awards at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. That's not cheap. That's what the AARP is doing with all your money that you're sending for their membership. They're, they're fetting Austin Butler. All right. What did he say? <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's hear it. Hey, guys, we are giving out a ton of. Wow, he sounds different. These DeWalt samples today. Just fill out our quick two minute survey and. Sorry, I muted it. Let me start that over. Keep forgetting I have to stay right on that. Sorry, everybody. Third time's a charm. I witnessed the way he brought lives out of Edith America in the 50s, 60s, and 70s alone. I saw his devotion and his determination. I was inspired by his work ethic and captivated by his artistry. I was so thrilled that this film resonated with others because I know the labor of love is forced from Bass and is considered Bass a mentor and friend in my true honor. AARP encourages its members to redefine. Old thinkers, middle-aged, or retired, to 
You know, honestly, uh, I don't know what they're talking about. It still sounds like he's faking it. It still sounds like AARP is one of the most important things, and it's a shame that Elvis didn't live long enough to join, but he would have been here today. And I'm sorry to Lisa Marie. I'm sure her membership has lapsed. Um, he is still doing it, and he will still do it. He's going to keep doing it until the Oscars. That's what I predict. After that, he will have to drop it. I think it's like a superstition thing with him at this point because the movie's doing so well and uh, it's getting so many awards and he feels like, well, what if I stop talking like Elvis and then uh, I'm going to lose the magic and turn back into a boy from Anaheim. Okay, let's listen to an old Austin Butler. Thank you, Daily Mail, for having this here so I don't have to find it. This is from 11 years ago. Look at you, investing like you run the joint. I guess that makes you the boss. You do it all. A whole investment firm of one. Because no one runs your money like you. It was really cool because I'd been friends with Ashley beforehand. And so it, it was like just going into something with your friend. And, and so it was easy. It didn't feel like we were really working. And, and so it, we just like got to go on set and have fun. And, and it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like now he just speaks in his lower register. He's just always talking with his breathy lower register. It was really cool. And, and seeing it on the big screen and, and just I... I um. Yeah, I'm really happy with the way that it came out. It's it really happy with the way that it came out. That ain't Elvis. Thank you very much. I'm really happy with the way it came out. So that's the Lisa Marie story. Uh, let's get to... Let's get to... How's everybody doing out there? Oh, uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke doubles down against Alec Baldwin charges. Okay, let me pull that up for y'all. I used to interview Mickey Rourke all the time. This guy was in Beverly Hills like every day for years. He was always at Cafe Roma right on Cannon. Him, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, they would all hang out there for years. And then like... The pandemic really fucked things up in terms of celebrity hotspots during the day. Because um, like all of a sudden, after the pandemic, it was very hard to find celebrities at restaurants and stores like we used to in the heyday, like the TMZ heyday. It seemed like everyone just started going out at night. So what used to be like, oh, you know, we'll just go get Mickey over at Cafe Roma or across the street at Mulberry Pizza. Now Mickey is gone. We don't know where Mickey is, but Mickey was found and he's defending Alec Baldwin. If you don't know what's going on with Alec Baldwin, you can look it up. But wow, Mickey's 70. All right. So he talked to the Daily Mail. They they asked him about, you know, Alec Baldwin being to blame for this shooting. Let's listen in. Between light and darkness, magic was born. 
How's it going, Mickey? How you doing, man? How are you today? Tired. Tired? You look great, man. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Is that Caitlin? God, do that stuff we did in the thing? <laughs> do the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Take care. So I got to ask about Alec Baldwin. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a bullshit an actor who's working on the set is handed a gun whose job it is by somebody else to make sure the gun is not loaded. And Alec, if he doesn't have experience with guns or whatever, usually they dry fire the gun six times in front of you. And then if it's me, then I'll take it and do it 12 more times. It's like, he's not to blame. I feel so bad for the girl that died and her and her family, but it's like, you know, don't put the blame on Alec Baldwin. It's not his fault at all. I mean, you'd think Alec would have enough space. He's been making movies almost as long as Mickey, at least. He should know to dry fire the gun, if that's a thing. This is the first I'm hearing about dry firing the gun six times, but all right. You think uh, his claim that he didn't pull the trigger will come back and haunt him? Well, if it's a single action gun and you pull the trigger back, I mean the hammer back, and you let the hammer go, it'll go off because a uh, single action has a big pin. And if he just pulled the hammer back without pulling the trigger and he let the hammer back quickly, the gun could go off. But the gun should have been tested. And there's no way a live bullet should have gotten in that gun right. you know so you put the blame on Alec Baldwin why F you that's all right thank you for your time Mickey all right <laughs> he's a little ornery I saw him go off on some pap once she was like trying to goad him into saying something I might she might have been trying to get him to say something racist I forget but like he looked at her and he was like you fucking how dare you use your sword you know, Mickey's not going to take any shit, but he was cool. He, he always usually would give a good interview. Um, hey, you know what? Like I said, I bet a lot of people in Hollywood are on Alex's side, even if they're not going to come out publicly and say it. People don't want to get locked up or face charges or lawsuits because of shit that happens on movie sets, accidents that happen on movie sets. They just it's like. Who needs that extra stress? It is already stressful enough just to have to, you know, get the movie done. Not because acting or directing or all that is so difficult. It's really, I think, the schedules and the time. And, like, the studio is always there, like, you're spending $300,000 a day. Get this fucking movie done correctly. You know, it's like it adds that pressure. And then the fact that people will ruin you and everyone's out to get you and it's a cutthroat business you know it's it's a stressful industry in that regard so i'm not surprised mickey all right so this guy uh mr beast who is like the biggest youtuber alive ever they say he's going to be the first youtube billionaire he cured the blind. Jesus Christ has returned. 
and his name is Mr. Beast. He cured a thousand blind people. He gave one of them $50,000. He gave another one a car. And I bet the people who didn't get the, and, and apparently it was just because the, these people asked for them. Like somebody said, oh, I've never had a car. I'd like a car. So he gives the guy a Tesla. Now, if I was one of the other blind people who just got my sight back, I'd be sitting there like, fuck, I didn't know we could also ask for a car. God damn it. All right, let's let's first read about this, because then I saw on Twitter today this woman, Brianna Wu, who is uh, she's some kind of, you know, liberal activist, it seems like online. She is very anti Elon Musk on Twitter. I, I, I follow her and she's always tweeting about how the Tesla shares the, the Tesla stock price is going down because she wants it to fail so that Elon has to take out loan or his his margin call. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get Elon margin called so he can lose Twitter. Basically, I don't know much about her, though. I mean, you know, good for her. She's doing a thing. She's active. She's she's got followers. We're all out here just trying to create content after all. But she tweeted out, sorry if this is an unpopular opinion, but Mr. Beast sets off every warning bell, sets every warning bell I have off. I don't think there's any truth behind his smile or intentions. I think there's inevitably going to be a scandal when some really dark stuff comes out. Listen, of course, whenever anyone is like always happy and positive, you start to think, what are they hiding? What's going on back there? Because like... You can't be that positive all the time. There's a really fake positive people and you find out that they're assholes a lot of times. But, you know, this is kind of a weird thing to tweet. Are they setting up a takedown of Mr. Beast because he's aligning with Elon Musk because he's tweeted with Elon Musk about becoming uh, the, the the CEO of Twitter? I don't know. Not beyond the media to do something like that. Let's get back to Beast and his curing of the blind. So he makes these videos. I, I'll be honest, I'm not really a fan of his just because I think his videos are geared for a younger audience than me. When I have tuned in a couple times, it reminds me of the stuff I used to see on Nickelodeon as a child in the 90s, like all those competition shows uh the, the gladiator thing and temple of the hidden whatever it reminds me of that but he just does it all himself and he's got like a hundred million subscribers and make ton makes tons of money and just puts it all back into the, the business so to speak and he gives money away to people and does nice things all the time so you know listen whether or not he's got insidious motives the people that have nice things done for them are still having those nice things done for them. So you can't fault them for that. A YouTuber, Mr. Beast, paid for a thousand blind and near blind people to receive cataract removal surgery. The surgery, which can cost between $3,000 and $5,000 per eye, takes only 10 minutes to complete. One man who couldn't drive because of his bad eyesight was also gifted a red Tesla. Um... He paid for all these people. On top of the cataract surgery, some patients received gifts like $10,000 in cash or $50,000 for a college fund. This was shocking. And Mr. Beast rightly pointed out that this shouldn't be, and even some other guy, Hassan Abi on Twitter, 
I'll play the clip in a second. He 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 was saying how pissed off he got watching the video of these people getting cured because he realized, holy shit, it's that easy. It's a 10 minute surgery that costs three to five thousand dollars. And we're just letting people walk around blind. We're letting people have their one existence on earth blind. And like, you know, I'm not trying to be ableist or anything, but I think if you could choose between blind and not blind, you would choose not blind. Can you believe that this ableist monster, Mr. Beast, forced sight on a thousand people? Cancel him. Right, Brianna Wu? Anyways. Half of all the blindness in the world is people who need a 10-minute surgery, Jeff Levinson said. According to the nonprofit MyVision.org, cataract surgery costs an average of $3,500 per eye. Um, he mentioned, okay, so one of the recipients had poor vision from birth and became almost completely blind after a go-karting accident. Oh, fuck. So you already had the poor vision, and then you go go-karting and then fuck it up even more. That's terrible. Mentioned multiple times he really wants to drive after this procedure fixes his eyesight. So I'll see you at the end of the video when we surprise him with a brand new Tesla, said Mr. Beast. I'm sure the other people wanted to drive again. I don't know. Maybe that would be too much money. I mean, you don't have to get everybody a Tesla. You can get him a Toyota. But Okay. Levinson told CNN... This is the eye doctor guy that uh, when Mr. Beast called him, he almost hung up on him because he'd never heard of him. Yeah, that's like me. Like, I only heard of Mr. Beast a year or two ago. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about YouTube is people have these entire ecosystems where they got 100 million fans and someone else can just like not even know who you are. That's the new media landscape that we live in. Yeah, he does like a real life version of Squid Game and giveaways and. All that shit. Food drives. I really want to be Elon one day, wrote Mr. Beast in 2020 on Twitter. Later that year, he tweeted that Musk is his dream collaborator. So you see, that's why I think that Brianna Wu, who is anti-Elon Musk, is setting her sights on Mr. Beast. Just my opinion. Uh, oh, he has, Mr. Beast has been critical of Musk, tweeting that he should step down as Twitter CEO and dismissing Musk's plan for Twitter to compete with YouTube. But he also tweeted, hey, can I be the CEO? And Elon was like, not a bad idea. So I don't know that there's a, the beef that in, business insiders trying to make it out to be. Yeah, it's not another question. See, it says that in the article. Um, yeah, so... Okay, Mr. Beast curing blindness video splits opinion as some claim he just wants YouTube growth. Well, of course, and that pisses me off. This idea that you can't do something altruistic, it doesn't count unless there's like absolutely nothing in it for you, for the guy who's doing it. Like he's doing, he, he does it. He's able to do it because of his YouTube page and how much money he makes from the YouTube page. If he didn't have growth then it, nobody's getting cured you're all going to be blind so it's such a dumb argument i mean it does make you feel a little bit sometimes icky you'd be like oh he just did it for his growth but you, you gotta think you gotta use your head figure out why 
Let's see who's criticizing him. The overwhelming reaction has been positive. Some individuals have found the video to give off a rather uncanny feeling, going so far as to call the video demonic. Some users have even accused Mr. Beast of only producing and creating the video as a means to further his YouTube empire and profit from it. He just makes people dance on camera for basic human needs so he can make millions. It's weird. Yeah, I've seen a couple clips of those type of videos where like, it's like, hey, here's money. Go over there and crawl through that mud and do all that. It, it is a little disturbing, but um, still, good deeds are good deeds. Someone calls it charity porn. Right at the start of it, they say something about how fifty percent of fifty percent of blindness is curable. Then to see them just dancing around like it's a talk show charity segment infused with the vibe of modern content tailored to our destroyed attention spans feels viscerally wrong. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, those people can see now. So suck it up. Let's see what Hassan Nabi said about this. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Twitch streamer. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you watch this video, you go, oh, how, how cute and how nice. I watch the video and I'm filled with rage. That, What's like, wrong with you? That we shut off access to a 10 minute procedure because we paywalled it and decided that like some people just simply can't get it. It is so insanely frustrating That's that it like it, it's up to like one YouTube guy to like decide to make content out of it. That like the people who are too poor can't just fucking see. That's insane. Anyway, sorry. It's just like a deeply, deeply frustrating concept. You pay for my surgery? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with like, you know. How about Bill Gates, instead of buying up all the farmland in America, just cure the blind? These are simple things that some of these billionaires who don't have the greatest public image could do to win people back over. Honestly, Elon should do it. Mr. Beast should call on Elon Musk to cure the rest of the blind people. And maybe that will, you know, uh, of course, People like Brianna Wu will figure out a way to criticize Elon for that. And by the way, I'm not some Elon fanboy, stanboy, whatever. You know, I, I like him on some things. I don't like him on other things. Uh, I find that he is entertaining, though. You can't deny that. But that's not, or Bezos. Give it to Bezos. Give it to all of them. All of them should step in and be like, you know what? You can see. That actually would be great for Elon because it would make more Twitter users like now they can scroll through Twitter if you cure their blindness. Hello? Maybe I should be the CEO of Twitter. So anyways, Hassan Piker. That's his real name, not Hassan Nabi. Hassan Piker. Yeah, he covered my uh, Caitlyn Jenner interview, by the way, if anyone remembers. Take a quick trip down memory lane from two years ago. Playing the greatest hits today. Caitlin, 
I think I single-handedly tanked Caitlyn Jenner's governor campaign. This uh, this trans biological boys shouldn't be in girls' sports thing. I think that I think that ruined her, her campaign, or at least that's how I look at it. Not that I was trying to do that, but it just sort of happened that way. Hi, Caitlin. So there's legislation in various states to ban biological boys or trans from playing girl sports in school. What's your opinion on that? Uh, in fact. This is a question of fairness. That's yeah. why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect girl sports in our but, school. But, but if someone transitions and now identifies as a girl, isn't it delegitimizing their identity to prevent Have a good day. Them? Have a good day. You can see how fast I'm talking because she's getting in the car so quickly. We gotta just like, Caitlin, what do you think about it? Isn't it gonna be bad when the people, the transgender, and the blah, 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 you gotta just like spit it out so quick before she gets her dog and gets herself into the car? Have a good day. That's what pissed me off about that interview. Is like, I'm asking you a legitimate question, Caitlin. You're running for governor of my state, and you can't answer my questions. I am ask, asking you, I'm such an inquisitor. You can't handle my questions. How are you going to get through Gavin Newsom? You can't go up on the podium and say, have a good day. I, I just don't think it's fair. Anyways, I remember Hassan, Ibi, Hassan Abi talked about that. He was like, whoa, suddenly woke TMZ camera guy. Sick. All right. Have a good day. You see that in my uh, outro, she goes, have a good day. That's what that's from. Is there anything else we have to talk about today? Is there anything else we have to talk about today? Oh, yeah, real quick. So um, I want to just briefly mention this movie came out over the weekend. Or um, it's it's called You People with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. And it's about a black family and a white family and their kids want to marry and the differences. You know, it was interesting. It was funny. It was uh, it's not that funny, but it was funny. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies like I didn't laugh out loud necessarily many times, but it was funny. Uh, it's good to see Jonah Hill trying to be funny again he spent the last few years just talking about his therapy and being like i don't want to be made fun of anymore and i don't want to be funny and all that kind of shit and, you know that's fine i don't begrudge him that uh trying to uh, improve his mental health but he's got great comedic talent so it's good to see him back trying to use his comedic talent but anyways i don't really want to talk about the movie so much as something that i noticed that was quite sad uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen it it's not, not a big spoiler, but, you know, just in case you're one of those people like me who doesn't like to know anything about a movie going into it. Spoiler alert on you people. Toward the end of the movie, I started to see Elliot Gould, the guy from MASH, 
and you know other movies before his career fell off for being an asshole elliot gould starts showing up in the background so i'm like oh okay they must have elliot gould playing uh jonah hill's you know grandpa or something you know and then you just keep seeing him show up and you never hear him talk they completely cut his part but he's still in the background you remember elliot gould uh, this is how sad it is. I tried, I typed in you people, Elliot Gould, trying to find a picture of him in the movie in the background to illustrate what I'm talking about. I couldn't even find that. And it reminded me of this time years ago when I was working this valet job. Uh, I was home from the summer, home from uh, earning my Rhodes scholarship at Oxford. And I was working this valet job at this gigantic, gigantic mansion like this must be like one of those hedge fund managers mansions in malibu broad beach i believe party people showing up celebrities famous rich people elliot gould pulls up and he pulls up in like not even a very nice car you know it was like uh it was like an old honda or something and he gets out and like walks up to the front door and some old, like I think the owner of the house, some old rich white guy like grabs him and like forcibly kisses Elliot Gould on the mouth. And Elliot Gould was old by this point. And I could tell he was uncomfortable. Me and another guy were looking like, what the fuck is that? You know, Elliot Gould, as far as I know, is not gay either. So he's getting kissed on the mouth by some wealthy guy like that's the cost of entry to this party just to get a free meal i don't know the whole thing was very sad the guy blew his career because he was so hard to work with and he never quite recovered from his heyday in the 70s and now he's getting cut out of you people and he's just in the background and if you know who he is you're sitting there like why are these you know they should have like cut him out of the background too it's distracting really you see elliot gould there you're thinking is he gonna talk or what and then he just never talks and then you feel bad for the guy other than that it was a enjoyable fun delightful romp um oh shoot yeah I, that's what i was talking about mr beast as well real quick so he i i, I found an article following Brianna Wu's Twitter thread about she where she was like, I know something's up with that guy. And someone tweeted this story from two years ago about one of his employees alleging that Starr created a toxic work environment where he berated and belittled staff. And I read through it, and it seems to be two editors of his, one of whom said that uh, he, he created, he, let me, let me see. He was a perfectionist. He made unreasonable demands. Uh, another guy said that he called him a term meant to disparage people with mental disabilities. We all know what that one is. Starts with an R. Um, and he got yelled at, bullied, etc. So this guy was an editor. And, you know, I read this and, yeah, it's unpleasant. But honestly, sadly, it's par for the course. Like a major operation such as the Mr. Beast YouTube channel. I mean, unless I'm, this is coming from somebody who worked in high pressure, high stress, deadline driven news, it's kind of like, and, I, and I'm sure Mr. Beast has to do that too. You know, they got to, he has these complicated setups, these complicated productions, and they got to be edited, put together, and uploaded quickly so he can make money to cure blind people. It's stressful environment. Like success at his level is stressful it's not all going to be like hey man 
would you mind editing this again? No, he's he's dealing with like 50 other things. He's he's dealing with the prop guy, with the set designer, getting the casting people, you know, all this kind of shit, whatever else he's dealing with, responding on Twitter. He can't sit there and be like, excuse me, Mr. Editor, would you mind? He's going to say, listen, you re- get it done, you know, right now. I need that better. I need that perfect. And if you don't do it, I'm going to get someone in here who can. And a lot of times you just got to do your best the best approximation of what they're looking for. And they just have to settle for it. You know, they're demanding perfection because they want you to rise to the top of your abilities. Now I'm not defending toxic work environments, by the way, That's why I don't want to go back to working in a, in a, in a, in a, in a news situation. Not that my bosses, my bosses were great, by the way, they were fantastic, but uh, I can just see, I didn't have to deal with that much of that, but you can hear stories from other people about, how these uh, environments are and it's stressful but it's stressful for everybody stressful for the the leader as well so sorry they're not always going to be holding your hand all right lastly i want to talk about kim k kim kardashian all right give me one second here my dogs are begging to get out of the studio and uh, i just need one second to let them out here, why don't you enjoy this Dante Greco show classic? I declare myself legally dead. Legally dead. Legally dead. Okay, I'm back. All right. So Kim Kardashian snapped at a pap over the weekend who dared to ask her about this Kanye West um, angry reaction to uh, paparazzi following him around. So can we all see this? Okay, great. So here's what happened first. All right, let's set the stage. Okay, 71 wasn't keeping up with Kanye and Kim news over the weekend. Everybody got to stop when I see my kids. Bro, how you, how, dude, like, what do you want us to do? It's a hundred of us. I don't care how many. Well, what do you want us to do? You want to hear what I want you to do? Yeah, tell us what you want us to do. If I need to see my kids, why well, don't you photograph them? Okay, you can't go home and see them? Like, what do you want us to do? It's a public place. It's called human rights. It's a public place. Kanye, you know, you know what time it is? That's funny. I'm trying to figure out who that was by the voice, because I, I know all these guys, but I don't I don't know uh 
who that was. You know, there's a whole set of camera guys that just work the Kardashians and they, they're always out in Calabasas. They're, that's their bread and butter. So they don't need to come into the city. I was a Beverly Hills, West Hollywood guy. I'd be walking the beat. So Kanye has a run in with paparazzi. There was first this video. And then the second video is where he goes and confronts a female paparazzi who they keep calling a fan, which is annoys me, but you know, whatever. She's a pap. And he goes up and he's like, stop following me. So let's watch that video real quick. I wasn't Stop with running. your cameras. Like, what do you want us to do? It's a public place. <laughs> I know, but Kanye, you're a understand. That ain't gonna run up on me like that. If I say stop, I wasn't running. If I say it ain't running. I wasn't Stop with running. your cameras. I know, but Kanye, you're cameras. a celebrity. <sighs> we were dead for fumes, I'm sorry. Yes, Kanye. If I want to go see my son at a game, I understand. Y'all ain't gonna run up on me like that. If I say stop, I wasn't running. If I say it ain't running, I wasn't stop with running. your cameras. I know, but stop Kanye, your you're. A I understand. Y'all ain't gonna run up on me like that. If I say stop, I wasn't running. If I say it ain't running. Okay, so. We've seen it now. He takes her phone. He throws it. She reported it to the cops. He's facing some kind of charges. I'm sure there'll be a settlement, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, look, it would be nice if they could figure out a way. I've been in this situation, too, where, like, you have to get the shot. And they don't want you to get the celeb doesn't want you to get the shot. Um, they have to, like. They they kind of work with Kanye when 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 you're when you're always around with the Kanyes and the Kims, then you need to be like okay, listen, we'll let you do the thing with the kid, and then just let us get some shots on the way out. Problem is, there's always some guy. I was always willing to be like, listen, I understand. I'm gonna stand here. You can do your thing. You know, maybe I can talk to you on your way out. Luckily, I only had to do video anyway. But there's always one guy who is who just keeps shooting or like another guy who keeps filming and then you're like fuck well if he gets something good and i didn't shoot it and my bosses know i'm here then i'm in trouble because they have to buy that footage so it's a vicious cycle anyway so kanye does that and then another couple days later a pap tries to talk to kim about it Listen to this. Watch out, watch out. Hey, Kim, what do you think about Kanye hitting someone at the paparazzi's phone? Do not talk to me about that. Sorry, Kim. It wasn't me. You're not talk to me about that. So again, it's the same thing. It's these guys, the caravan that they love having follow them around is there. And, you know, they all know who each other. Everyone knows each other. Kim knows them. They know Kim. And she got pissed. 
And by the way, she gets pissed sometimes. I've heard stories. I heard that she got someone fired once over a question that she didn't like. So uh, it's she'll 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 fuck with you. You know, she but I understand, too. I mean, first of all, when I see that, I want to say, oh, shut the fuck up. Do not talk to me about that. You know, I, I my my freedom of the press, my First Amendment mind kicks in but then i think you know what the whole fucking thing is stupid they're outside of whatever that place is they're following from one place one location to the next it's just all dumb and they're kind of like working together so it's like when someone that you're working with pisses you off like really she's talking to a co-worker that guy's kim's co-worker that paparazzi so she's pissed off at her coworker, and she says, don't ask me about that. So from that perspective, I understand. Um, again, great video for him. It's fantastic that she did that. She actually did him a favor. I'm sure that video sold for a lot more because of her reaction. So, you know, it's insane. Someone says, why are you yelling at me when you called me? Right. Exactly. Uh, okay, one second. Sorry, my, my dogs are here. They got into the studio. This is supposed to be locked down. This is a very serious professional news studio. All right, now they're happy. So, no barking. Mocha, quiet. Come on. All right. This might be a sign that I got to start wrapping this up. The dogs are fighting. The dogs. So, anyways, that's my opinion on literally everything going on right now. Let me just double check that we don't have any breaking news that we have to cover so we can have first mover advantage all the other news outlets that take a long time. Uh, I'm not seeing anything really big happening here today. So, yeah. Well, listen, it's been a great show. Thank you, everybody. I'm trying to figure out, anybody who's watching this who enjoys this show, I'm trying to figure out a specific time and specific days to start doing the show every week so that people can kind of know when to tune in. I think that'll help with the growth. Not to be a Mr. Beast here, but I'm trying to grow this show. And unfortunately, I'm not trying to cure blind people yet. Maybe I could do one. I looked at what well, it's 3,500 bucks per eye. I could do one eye on somebody. So if you know somebody who's blind in one eye, uh, Tell them to subscribe and comment, and then I'll see what I can do. Thank you for watching. This has been the Dante Greco Show. I'll be back probably tomorrow. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much oh, I botched that. Okay, let me try again. I will see you tomorrow. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Dante. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell me your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. Why the f 
Listen, I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hal, Hal. Have a good day.